0: Today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, over the past few years we've had Todd Wilson from Family Man Ministries uh, come in and share with us as a congregation. And uh, each as if you don't know the story, Todd goes around in an RV and he takes his his wife and, and all of their kids and they, they travel around and they speak at conferences and in churches just like ours and he shares on parenting and he shares on marriage and and I'm always so encouraged when when, when Todd comes and shares. I a couple of years ago, Todd came and he shared, and, he, and uh, the phrase that he kept using was, it, it's hard, but it's good. And he shared how the good things in life are hard, but they're good. And when you think about parenting and marriage, sometimes it's hard, but you know it's good. And uh, so there, we, we've used that in our family over the last couple of years. There's been a few times when, you know, Cheryl's been wrong about something and all... And, uh, <laughs> And uh, as we work through it, as uh, I work through it, because I'm wrong, but but as we work through it, we'll, we'll laugh and we'll say, you know, it, sometimes it really is, it's hard, but it's good. It's good. And God has used that so much. And so Todd's going to come with us and share today. What I love is, is how Todd can present the hard truths and that uh, we have some fun as we learn that. I also love the authenticity of his life and his marriage with Debbie and all of their kids wonderful, wonderful family. And uh, so if you would, please give a warm Calvary wel- welcome to Todd Wilson, the family man.
1: Sorry. All right. It's good being back. I love coming to this church. Um, you have an awesome thing going. You've got a great pastor, a great team. Uh, you've got a great parking lot to spend the night in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Again, uh, this is my, I don't even need to say anything, this is like my fourth time to spend the night in your parking lot, so I'm going to have to start paying taxes or something in the area, Um, even though I tend to drop the property values wherever I spend very long uh, with our RV. Um, But my family and I are here, uh, in case you don't know who I am, I am Todd Wilson, Um, we're from northern Indiana, Uh, in fact I just met a lady in the back in the first service, she went to the same elementary school that I went to which has been torn down. I mean, like, it's a small world after all. Uh, it is so uh, amazing. She knew my principal and my vice principal. Um, it was the first person I've ever met who went to say my, the elementary school I went to. Um, but uh, uh, it's just, we're from northern Indiana. Um, we have eight children, and we're not like the plords who have, like, hundreds. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, we have eight children, and uh, we brought... We've been on a little loop. We left it right before the um, uh, 1st of October, and we're out for about a month. Uh, We're getting ready for some R&R, which we always happen to be on this Sunday. This is always the last stop. And uh, we we went out with four of our eight kids, which was super easy. I mean, I felt like we were like living in the Taj Mahal. We had so much space in our RV, Uh, because when you have a whole RV full, it gets a little tight. Um, and uh, it just wasn't that bad at all. And then we we picked up a couple, three of our kids, um, in Tampa uh, on Friday, and we went to the, the beach, and uh, so we've been having a good time. It's been a good time. Last, I was listening. I kind of like listened to some of the the previous times I was here just to make sure I don't repeat anything. And I think I was listening last time uh, how many WalMarts I had stayed at because we spend most of our nights in Walmart parking lots. Um, I just clicked off number 247, uh, unique Walmart the other day, so that was really exciting. Uh, I know you, you got to be an RVer, I guess, to get really excited about that. Um, but, and, and we've had great travels. Uh, we had a little encounter with the hurricane, not in a bad way, uh, but we just had some events canceled because of that. But I was, I was dealt a uh, crush. Uh, A crushing blow when I was super excited because I I thought this year we were stopping at the town that had the world's largest frying pan. (laughs) And I was mistaken. I didn't get to see the world's largest frying pan. I guess you don't care. Uh, That's probably because you haven't seen it yet. Um, So uh, we're looking forward to just the, the rest of our time here. Um, but since I was here, uh, maybe you remember last time I was here, I was, uh, I had told you that my son had just gotten married. Uh, he'd gotten married in, the, in our yard uh, with 479 of our close friends, uh, so, um, but they got married last June, June 6th, not this past June, but June before, and then six months later, they bought the house right next door to us, um, so they're living next door, and then the day before their anniversary, they came over, and we were just talking, and they uh, let us know that we were going to be grandparents. Wow. So that's... A, <laughs> you can applaud, but I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, in fact, I'm having a little trouble getting over it, you know? Uh, I don't know if some of you parents, grandparents... Was it hard when you first learned the news? No. Be, no? Uh, I, I think you're in denial, actually. <laughs> Because, I mean, my grandpa was a grandpa. I mean, he was old when I knew him. And I'm thinking, I'm, I don't know if I can. maybe I'm the, I'm the family man. Maybe I won't make a good grand family man. Uh, and we just found out because they had a reveal party, because uh, they do that now, uh, where they find out if it's going to be a boy or a girl. And then they, because we have Pinterest, and we have to, we get all these great ideas. We used to have reveal parties, but it was called birth. Uh, Laughter uh, but now you know uh, so uh, we're gonna have a granddaughter so we're super excited they haven't told us again I didn't have anything to do with that either uh, they're, they're, they haven't told us the name but we've been warned that it might be unique So I don't know uh, so I don't know what that means. Uh, we're still working on uh, you know grandparent names uh, and I, I, I just don't think I can do the weird grandparent names you know because Back in the day, they used to be grandma and grandpa, and now I have a friend who's called Z-pop. What do you say to your grandson? Dude, I'm Z-pop, you know, I don't know. Seems like you ought to wrap it or something. But anyway, um, but it's been awesome having our, our son and his wife live next door, and it is really beyond my wildest dreams. I never thought my kids would live right there. Um, and it's awesome. Like my my son, who shared his room with his brother, he can still look out the window and see his brother. You know, uh, and uh, it's just so cool. And and early in the spring, they they had come over to our house, and it's you know they just kind of come in, pop in, and sometimes they'll say, "Hey, you guys eating yet?" And we'll feed them, and and uh, they they seem to like that. Uh, and uh, one night we 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 just hung out and, and we were, um, we played uh, a game, you know, as a family. And then as they were leaving, it was spring, so the, the leaves were just coming on and the flowers are beginning to, to flower. And they were walking home back to their, and we've got some big old trees in between our houses and, and they were on their way home. And I just happened to be going upstairs. And as I was going up the stairs, there's a window there. And, and I just glanced out, and I saw Ben and his wife, Rissa, holding hands. And they looked like newlyweds. You know, just where they were bumping into each other, you know, doing that, kind of being silly. And I remember that feeling of being in love, and the world is before you, and, and you know, you're ready to tackle it and conquer it together. And, and I thought, as I watched them through that window... It won't always be the same. You know, there will come a point where they won't like each other. In fact, there will come a point where they will hate each other. Because that's what two people who become one sometimes do, right? If you say otherwise, I'm going to assume you're either not married or you're delusional. Uh, Because it's hard being married. I mean, I, I treat my wife ways that I would never treat you. Being a the guy up here, piece of cake. You know, as we're talking, if you fall asleep while I'm talking, I won't care. I'm not going to, like, be mean to you out in the, in the foyer or the breezeway. I love churches that have breezeways. Um, in Indiana, we just have breeze. We don't have breezeways. And uh, uh, we spend a lot of time indoors because it's so cold. But, you know, and and if you don't get some of the points that I'm talking about and you disagree with me, I won't care. I'm not going to treat you with a cold shoulder. I'm not going to snub you out there. I'm not going to say any mean, hurtful comments to you. But I will do that to my wife. You know, I'll say mean, hateful things. Things I'd be ashamed if I set them up here. And that's the person I love the most. You know, and so it's I know for them it's going to be hard. And so we're going to talk about that relationship a little bit. If you remember last time that I was here, I was here last year, um, and apparently no one in the early service remembered anything I talked about last time, uh, that I, this is part two of a two-part series. Uh, yes, this guy back here, he's like, yes, I've been waiting a year for this, because last time we talked about the husbands, Right? Yeah, you did get in here real early, by the way, too. I mean, I got a good seat there. This time, we're going to be talking about the wides. Um Now, I do not want this to be a bad experience. I do not want you to go, oh, this is going to be so painful. It's not going to be painful, because we are all in the same boat together. Sometimes the boat feels like it's sinking, you know, but it is just hard. And in fact, I've had wives come up to me afterwards and say, why did you share that in there? You know, because my husband heard it, and now he's going to think. No, he's not. This is, you act. This is not like individual. Like you're the only ones you're facing this. In fact, uh, my wife and I, we try to be pretty open with others about what's going on. And and uh, I was sitting down next to a uh, a lady. We were a, we did a parenting conference about a week ago, and she was sitting across the table. And she goes, "I just think that's so neat that your wife can tell you what she's feeling." And and uh, that you don't take it personal. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's always personal. It always hurts. You know, in fact, we'll go on on a date, and my, I don't even call them dates anymore because they don't feel like dates uh, because my wife just likes to tell me, you know, all the things that I've kind of been letting her down in uh, lately. And, <laughs> and, you know, she's been kind of bottling these things up for, you know, since our last time together. And, and so as she's talking... She's starting to smile, and she's feeling better, and I'm getting grumpier and grumpier. And by the end, she's like, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you said some hard things, you know? And it kind of makes me feel, you know, whatever. And, she's, and then she said, you think this is about you? And she was right. And then she said, it's about us. Ladies, we may be talking about la- wives this time, but it's about us. It's about all of us. You know, and so we're going to start off in the same passage that we did last time. Uh, and again, because you don't even remember except that guy back there, uh, it's in 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. And uh, we're not going to read the husband part, but we're going to start off with the wives part. And this is the way I started last time. It says, wives, in the same way, and I stopped right there last time. And I and I asked you, I said, Do you remember what what does that mean in the same way? And you all knew because it's easy. It means it's pointing back, something previous, right? Because I think it's talking about husband-wife relationship in the in the context of suffering. In Christ's suffering. Because it starts in verse chapter two, verse twenty-one uh, of first Peter. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. goes a couple more verses. And then it says, wives, in the same way. Submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. So let's just read down a little farther, just for time. And then it says, uh, verse 5, for, those in, for this is the way the holy women of the past put their hope in God, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters. You're on her team if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. We'll talk about that at the end. You know, and so what we're gonna do, we're just gonna talk about, ladies, what your husbands need from you. You know, and again, I don't want this to be painful, and because I know some of you feel a million miles from your spouse, or maybe you've been divorced recently, or whatever. This is not made to make you feel guilty. Husbands, you're not allowed to say anything. Okay, you're not allowed to go preach it, Todd. Yeah, you know. Uh, you, know you know, if you get too, if you get loud, we will ask you to leave. Okay, because uh, again, we're in the same. You might have to leave already, sir. Uh, so we'll, I'm keeping my eyes on you right here. Um, you know, and so usually when I start this kind of conversation, I I always ask women. You know, what do uh, I also ask the women? What do you think, husbands? Want in a wife, you know? Because if I, if I reversed it, and I probably said this last time, you know, why do, why do uh, uh, husbands wives want in a husband? I'd say, you know, every wife wants to be treated gently and, and loving and kind and patiently and treated like a princess. And, you know, your husbands were that way before they got married. Uh, and then they treated you rough and like an old shoe. But, but we're not talking about wives and husbands right now. Sorry, I'll go back to the, your topic you've been waiting for, sir. Uh, back to the wise. What do you think every husband wants from a wife? In a wife. Huh? Understanding. Understanding. Respect.
0: Respect.
1: What? Patience. A love. love. A pension? A
0: pension.
1: A pension. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard a pension before, but... <laughs> You, know, you might you might be careful, sir. She might bump you off, you know? <laughs> Attention. Attention is what you said. What did you say? I said like a captive audience. A captive audience. That's very good. Anybody else? Food. Food? <laughs> what is it with food? Somebody said that in the last session, too. You're just all hungry, I guess. All all those things, really. If I could boil it down, really, every what, what every husband wants, he just wants someone to hold on to his arm and tell him how big his muscles are, you know? Because really, that's it, you know? He just wants to, and you used to do that, ladies. You used to, you know, it wasn't just about muscles. It was about everything. You know, oh, you're just so smart. Your your ideas are so brilliant. Your character is so noble. Your ideas, oh, wow. And you were that way. (laughs) And then you got married, remember? And you know what you became, ladies? This. Bloop. Bloop, bloop. What is that? A dripping faucet. A dripping faucet. If we were. Did you answer that, sir? <laughs> if you feel it coming up next time, just don't say anything, <laughs> sir. If I ask another question, just turn around and hit him. Okay. Uh, what? What is? That, if we made that into, if that was translated into 2016 language, a dripping faucet. Annoying. You know? <laughs> what? <Drain>. <laughs> Shh, <laughs> sir, don't say anything. <laughs> Annoying. Somebody said it, nagging. Even when you say the word. You know, really what nagging is, it's that reminder to us men that we are not what you wanted. You know, and if your husband could stand up here, if I could, like, speak for him like the Lorax, you know, he would say, honey, I know I'm not the communicator you want. I know that I don't always listen like I should. I know that I don't treat you as gently as I should. I know sometimes I get wrapped up in things that don't even matter. I know I push too hard sometimes about my thing. I know that I don't defend you and rescue you like I should. I know those things. And ladies, you know how he knows those things? Because you tell him all the time, you know? <laughs> it's that drip, 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 drip. <laughs> and you know what your husband does? He does this in his, in, his, in his heart. He just takes a little step out. You know, sometimes it's imperceivable, but he just takes a little step out. I'm going to show you, ladies, how you can get him to take a step in. And I guarantee it'll work because it does. You know, because it's, these are the things that your husband needs from you. Really, it is it's this chapter here, or this little section uh, in 1 Peter chapter 3. He needs you, he wants you to follow him. He wants you because inside your husband is God placed this desire to be the leader, to lead. Now, unfortunately, most men don't lead. You know, we don't. And I believe there's a reason. I believe it is because either their moms told these boys that they couldn't do it, or their wives told them the same. You know? In fact, I've got a friend named Larry. Larry is scared to death to make any decision. You know why? Because he's afraid it'll be the wrong one. Because his I know his mother was that way because I you know he would talk about her and he said, I was just you know always scared to do anything because it was gonna be the wrong thing. And his wife does the same thing now. So if I'd say to Larry, Larry, what color is this this stand?" He'd say, "I don't know, that's a good question." And I'm like, well, it's not a very hard question, Larry. I said, "What color is it?" And he'd say, "I, I don't know, it could be any color, I guess." And I'm like, doesn't look like it could be any color to me. It looks like it could only be one color. What color do you think it is, Larry? He'd say, I don't know. You know, why didn't he, because he was so afraid of being wrong. Some of your husbands, all of our, your husband's baby, you only have one husband, uh, you know, all of us husbands, we're scared to death to do anything. So we don't lead, we don't do, we don't do anything. You know, because we've learned that when we go to the store and you ask us to get something, it's always the wrong thing. We brought the wrong thing back. My wife will say, you know, here, go get some Diet Coke. And I bring back Diet Cherry Coke. And she's like, why did you get Diet Cherry Coke? And I'm like, because I'm stupid. I don't know. Why do they make it look exactly the same? You know, And, and it just feels like that all the way. And so you know what we do? We husbands don't do anything. We just pull out and we go do something that we'd like to go do. You know, so, okay, you know, in fact, my wife, she made a commitment that she would follow me, you know, and she wrote it in my Bible when we got married, and she wrote this in my Bible on the very front page, and it says, my dear husband, may you always know that where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. I am forever committed to you, Todd. Happy birthday, my love. And then she signed it. When I read that, I get that lump because what she was saying is, Todd, come heck or high water, I will follow you. I'll tell you, I have put her to the test. You know, I have made it hard. I left our our the job. I was a pastor and to do this, and we made nothing that first year, just $2,000. We had five children. She could have easily said, Todd, this is the stupidest thing you've ever had us do, and I would have agreed, but she didn't. You know what that does to me? It draws me to her. You know, but some of the little things push me away. You know, when we get, and I think most of this has to do with when you get behind the wheel of a car. You know, the real test is when your husband is behind the wheel of a car, and you ladies are like, why are you parking there? Why are you going over there? What are you doing over here? Why are you driving so fast? Why are you driving so slow? You know, all that stuff. And you we think it's funny. And you know the husbands, they're not laughing. Because it feels like we can never do anything. Sometimes we husbands have abandoned our role of driving. And we've said, oh, honey, why don't you just drive? You know, I ask men. I've asked men. I said, Does that, do you resent that? Usually they say this. You know, I just feel like, you know, my wife's a better driver. (laughs) You know, because she just likes to drive a certain way. And do you know what they, if I could pop open their heads and read their thoughts, you know what they would say? Yes, I resent it. Because somehow we, it's not in the Bible, but it's somewhere in the Bible that men are supposed to drive the car. I don't know why. (laughs) You know? You know? But we're just so afraid to do those things. And so we go to where we can do things, like in our offices and at work. And the last place we want to be is sometimes home. I'm telling you, ladies, you let your husbands lead. But what if they don't lead? Then let them not lead. You know, just let those areas that you feel like you have to jump in and take over, just just back away from them. You know, and let your husband feel the void. You know, like Larry... You know, if I let him sit there long enough, he'd finally have to give an answer. But he never had to because his wife always answered for him. You know, so ladies, your husband wants to lead. Your husband wants to be helped. You know, he wants to be helped in what he does, what he believes God wants him to do. You know, and I know sometimes, you know, I'm a slob. So my office always turns into a disaster and, and, uh, I remember one time I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I just need to clean up my office, but I don't know how. And she's like, well, you just put everything back where it goes. I'm like, that makes sense, but I just can't do it, you know? <laughs> and so I had to zip off to Chicago that day, and I came back that, later that afternoon. I went down to my office to go do some work, and I opened the door, and it was spotless. It was like, <gasps> the kind of takes your breath away. And I'm like, wow. You know what I didn't do? No, I did thank you. <laughs> I, I did I didn't jump down in my office chair and start working. I went to go find her first thing because it made me want to be in her life. That's how we feel towards helpers. You know, but what are you supposed to do, ladies, if your husband's a workaholic and he just works all the time and is gone all the time? Are you supposed to help him be a workaholic? Don't answer this a trick question because <laughs> the answer is yes. Because you can, I know some of your wives are like, you're kidding me. <laughs> you know, you can say, oh, honey, why are you spending so much time at the office? You're just spending too much time doing things that don't even matter at the neglect of our family. I wish you could be here because we need you here. Can't you just make a little time for us and you know how what he hears? Bloop, 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 bloop. And he does this. That's just the way it works. So, what should you do instead? He needs you to help him. Help him be a workaholic, yeah. And, or maybe an encourager in that. You take a note and you go, on a sticky note, and you go, honey, thanks for working so hard for our family. I love you, me. And you put that on his steering wheel and he finds it in the morning, or you put it on his neatly ironed shirt, or you put it on his briefcase, or whatever. And I tell you, I'll tell you what he does. I guarantee it. As soon as he reads that note, he'll do this. He'll take a little step in. It may be imperceivable. He will not go, oh, I'm going to go quit my job today, you know, and be a part of my family. He won't do that. But it pulls him in. Because every husband wants to be uh, followed. He wants to be helped. He wants to be admired. Man, you used to admire your husband all the time. Again, before you got married, you just just remember after a date, you'd go, oh, to your roommate. He's so amazing. You know, now we take little jabs instead. You know, you'll be over someone's home and they'll have a big bouquet of flowers and you're like, your husband got you those? Hey, Bob, come over here and look at this. Her husband got her these, you know. Bob's idea of romance is just like changing the furnace filters regularly, you know. And everybody laughs, including Bob, but what does he feel? He takes a little step out, you know. Or you see the husband who's made this great, big, beautiful piece of furniture and you're like, and Bob, Bob doesn't even know which ha- end of the hammer to hold. And Bob laughs. But you know what? It hurts inside. Because we men, we all think, we all want to be amazing at everything. Or at least we want you to think we're amazing at everything. I was just with a, uh, a couple, just a couple days ago in Tampa. And the husband desperately wants to do what I do. Not speak, but he wants to travel around in an RV because he doesn't know any better. Uh, and he wants to travel around and, and he's been trying to talk his wife into it and his wife said to me, and I told John, John, you know, you have to be handy and you're just not handy. You can't do these things, you know, and you're gonna get, we're going to get stuck. And I just told him, it's just not a good idea. What do you think John feels about his wife? What does he want to hear instead from her? go for it, babe. Let's get an RV. And then when it fails, what doesn't he want to (laughs) hear? You've heard that one before, right? No, yeah. He wants to hear that he's awesome to you. Because you know what we hear, whenever you say, why would you let the kids watch this? You know what we hear? What kind of creep are you? Are you stupid? why would you let the kids ride without their helmets you know what we hear don't you even love them you don't care about their fragile heads you know or whatever we always hear it like you don't think we're capable i remember when we were in uh driving our big rv through the streets of boston and i was lost and if you've ever been to boston it is easy to get lost there and it was raining, it was dark, and I mean, like, they were going one way everywhere, you know, and I was going down the wrong way every single time, and I didn't care, you know, because I was like, just get out of my way, you know, because I'm bigger, and everybody I asked for, you know, for directions, nobody spoke English, and uh, there was a Dunkin' Donuts at every single corner, on both, all all the corners, and uh, by the end, I mean, I was, someone would say, go down that way, only they'd say, go down that way, and I would go down that way, and I'd get down there, and I'm like, couldn't find it, go down that way, and I'd turn around, and I was, by the end, my kids were deathly silent, because they thought they were going to die, and, uh, and it was just, usually when we go to bed, it's loud and nothing, and when I laid in my bed, I was ready to blow I mean, you know, a stick of dynamite, fuse? I had no fuse. It was not there. I mean, just a little, anything would have, boom, it set me off. And I was laying in bed tight, and my wife's laying next to me, and she's quiet. And she goes, Todd. And I'm like, I was about ready to go, I wouldn't say anything right now. But she said, you did a good job out there. It was like someone just went, Psh! And I'm like, I know. (laughs) But she had me. She had me wrapped around. She could have asked me to do anything because it drew me to her. Because, ladies, your husband wants that from you. You know, when you're in the car or whatever, you know, you don't have to go, wow, this is a great parking spot. Thanks for picking this one. We don't need that. But if you just thank us every once in a while or say, you did a good job, man, we love that so much. You know, your husband, not only does he want to be uh, uh, admired and and helped and followed, he wants to be desired. He wants to be desired by you. You know, some of you, I know if I asked you, what does a husband want, you'd say that. You know, he wants that. Uh, You know, it's not true. He just wants you to desire him. And I know sometimes my wife is even afraid to touch me. Because she's afraid that if she touches me, I'll hear da 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 dun, da da. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but uh... <laughs> and so she withholds. And I can feel it. And I love it when she reaches over and we're laying in bed and she just scratches my head. Because it feels like she's desiring me and it pulls me in. You know your husband wants to be number one in your life, not for what he might be, but for what he is right now. Because you know, I don't know about you, but uh, husbands, don't you just hate it? Like when you like we were over the plords last night, and I knew afterwards my wife would think, "Now he's a good husband." You know, look at all the—he's a great spiritual leader, and you're just you. You know, <laughs> and and I just sometimes I've said to her, "Honey, can you just like us for the way we are right now?" even if we never change. Ladies, your husband wants to be liked and loved by you right now, even if he never changes. And I had, so I had this lady one time, she raised her hand, she goes, so what you're saying is you want us to, we're supposed to treat our, chi- our husbands like children. And I'm like, well, no, that's not what I mean. But as I thought about it later, really what your husband wants is that same love that you use for your children on him. Because what happens when you see your son or daughter and they're like make, coloring this picture, you know, it's all, you know, and then they bring it to you and it's behind their back and they go, Hey, mom, I've got something for you. And you're like, What do you got? And they whip it out and it's like Winnie the Pooh all in blue, you know, everything, just blue sky, blue everything, blue grass, blue tiger. You know what you never say, wives? That looks terrible, go throw it away. <laughs> you never say it. What do you say instead? Oh, that's beautiful. Let's put it on the refrigerator so Dad can see it. Or better yet, let's send it to Grandpa. You know? What do you do when your husband comes to you and his little eyes are twinkling? And and he's got something like, not behind his back, but it's like it's behind his back. And he's like, honey, you're going to like this idea. And you're like, you already know you don't. What? And he goes, what do you think about this? And you're like, you're kidding me. There is no way we're going to do that. Why would we ever do that right now? I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, that is the worst idea. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. But you know what he does inside? Takes a step back. You know what he wants to hear again from your mouths, ladies? Go for it. If anybody could do it, you can. You know, and we know, again, the difference between being followed and drug. And we want you to do it. We want you to hang on our arms and tell us how smart we are. You know, and here's the deal. As we kind of tie it back in to the end of this chapter, or the end of this verse. You know, I remember one lady saying, so what what you're saying, Todd, is you want us to lie to our husbands. And I'm like, I don't think it was this lady over here. Uh, And I said, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. And I said... Because she said, I can't believe in my husband anymore. I can't believe that he's going to do anything that will be good for us. He's let us down time after time after time. And so after I thought about it a while, I said, no, it's not, if you can't believe in your husband, then believe in God. Because is it possible that God could use your husband's cockamamie idea to get you exactly where he wants you to be? And the answer is yes. yes. Can Can he use your husband's Slow driving, fast driving, the wrong turn to get you where he wants you to be. Yes. And that is, I think, finally makes sense. At the very end of that verse, it says, You are her daughters, or Sarah's daughters, if you do what is right, and do not give way to fear. You don't have to be afraid of your husband leading you in the wrong direction. Because God's in control of the whole thing. That's right. And he's yeah. going to put you exactly where he wants you to be. That's right. hey. I've got 27 seconds to tell you that uh, uh, thanks for allowing me to be here. And man, the time goes by so quick. Um, we've got a, a little table out there with some products on there, some books to encourage you. Uh, some of you have gotten our page a day calendars. Uh, they're hot off the press this year. So if you want to get your a refill um, or get some for gifts, we have got a bunch of them out there. We've got the Christmas games that we that we've brought in the past. We've got some other things. Also, and it's flashing at me to tell me to be done, but Dan said that means a couple more minutes. Um, <laughs> and I started a movement last time I was here. Remember last time? Just sure you don't remember last time. Uh, but when I was here, I said to stay married. And you said in response, we're stay- staying married. We're staying married. You know, uh, since then, we've, 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 we've started this movement. You know, because we may not be able to change the culture, You know, of of men marrying men and women marrying women, and it's all bonkers out there. We may not be able to make America great again, but we can stay married. And so you'll see out there, we have some T-shirts that are black, and they say, hashtag staying married. Because, you know, I'm letting the world know that no matter what, I'm staying married. Would you join that with me? And would you pick up one of those husbands to let your wife know, to let your kids know, to let the world know that this marriage thing is a big deal. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for this time that we've had to talk and to be encouraged and to laugh and to acknowledge we're all in the same boat. We thank you that you set up this marriage thing at the very beginning. And Father, it is hard, but it is worthwhile and good. And I just pray for these wives, you would help them not to be afraid to trust you who will use their husbands to get them where they want to be. And would you help us to stay married, even as I talked to people from the last group who, in the last year, have not stayed married. Would you help us to, no matter what? We pray all this in your name. And all the husbands and all the wives said, Amen. Amen. Have a great, great day.